There's something so indescribably sexy about me standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender this fine Monday morning, and I have this sexy mama with me that I am so excited about. Now, I know her as Sin, so I'm going to introduce you as such. But if there is a different way that you would like us to address you today, please let us know and please do your introduction. I don't mind Sin at all. I think most people kind of know me by that now. I don't know that I would have chose that going back again, but it has stuck and it's fine. But my real name is Laura. So when people talk to me, I think the ones that are closer to me talk to me and call me Laura. But yeah. those who don't know me as well or they just know me as a host, then they'll call me Sin and that's fine too. I think uh, the only one that irritates me is like, it looks like Sibian to some people. So a lot of people will be like, Sibian Queen or whatever. And I'm like, somebody said that to me. And I'm like, I don't think that that's what the relation is at all. It was actually a hockey reference because like, other than the lifestyle at that point, hockey is like my biggest thing. Like, so Sinbin is the penalty box. And so I thought it was like this cute moniker when I first started the account. And, uh, it just ended up sticking and there was like no way to get rid of it at that point. So it no, has so it's, it it's amazing though. I mean, it stand you, you stand out. So yes, you can definitely. <laughs> so Sid actually runs the organization and group New England Swingers. Now I was kind of trying to go back in time to do some history on the group and stuff, but I feel like Facebook shut it down or it did that. a couple like times. So would you like to go back and, you know, I'd really love to hear your journey through the lifestyle, like how you got into it and how that became you hosting and having parties, which ultimately leads to the main topic of this podcast, which is um, not being able to handle not being invited to every single event, accepting that maybe you're not going to be able to go everywhere or be included in everything. And before we get started, I want to share with you, because I feel like you can go on a huge, you know, conversational piece. And so I brought this topic to you specifically because it was a community member that asked to do this podcast. And um, the community member is shared between both of our groups. And quite some time ago, you had posted something of this topic. And I was like, oh, what great conversation this would be for the two of us to talk through it from all the different perspectives. Right. I wanted to make sure you knew why you were here, why I thought you were fit for this podcast, and then give you the opportunity to just share everything with me. So, I mean, uh, getting into the lifestyle, I think we came in like a lot of couples did. Like we've been together for a very long time, Jeff and I, and like 20 years this year. Um, And after the kids started to get older, I think, you know, we got closer again as a couple and started exploring in our own sexuality. And, um, you know, 
I was actually the one who introduced it. I was the one who was like, you know, what do you think about adding a girl? Because at that point I had, I had my own fantasies, you know what I mean? And I don't, I wouldn't call myself bisexual because I would never be in a relationship with a girl, but I have some fun sometimes, you know, in play with girls. So I had, and he had never really had a legitimate threesome. We've been together since, you know, I was 18. Um, oh, wow. So yeah. like, you guys like grew up together. Exactly. So I'm like, oh, well, we should find, you know, another girl and, you know, have this fun threesome. And so we started uh, looking in all the wrong places, <laughs> you know, going to strip clubs and, um you know, all of that stuff, bars, and we didn't even know what the lifestyle was. And just in searching um, for different opportunities um, of people who might be into that kind of thing, we kind of stumbled upon SLS. And um, I tried to like, connect with some people there and found it was extremely difficult to um, connect with people there. Um, and, And honestly, when I started the lifestyle, when we started the lifestyle, we were like super opposed to like having these people be friends or like know us in any like real way. It was something that we were more like, we want to go out on a weekend, have some fun. And like, this person doesn't even know our name. Like it wasn't even supposed to be like a friends with benefits type of deal. It was just supposed to be like a no strings attached one and done type deal. And um, we found events on SLS. And so I'm like, well, let's go check it out. You know what I mean? And so we um, went to a couple of different places in Rhode Island and some of them weren't really for us. And then we found one that we really enjoyed and uh, we kept going. And it was like pretty quickly that like we were able to fulfill some of those fantasies, you know, um, and, you know, we made a lot of friends like not the friends you, that we have now. Go ahead. But you realize that you could then venture into it being more than just a sexual experience and it could be friendship. Right. Yeah. Because it became actually more social for us going to the, like the club and like the few times that we went, because I'll be honest in the beginning, I think like a lot of couples, we have these expectations of like what it was to go to these events and, you know, that it would be this like disappointment if nothing happened. And I, and we found pretty quickly that the more expectations that we put on ourselves and the more like building it up before we went and like, this is what's going to happen. The worst outcome that we had afterwards. And it just, it wasn't good for us. And the more we started to let go of that and just say, whatever happens, happens. And that is when things started to actually be good for us and that we had a good time. And I won't say that we didn't struggle through that still over the years. Like, I think it's something that still kind of can rear its head, you know, where even when you're hanging out with your, your friends now, like there can be that expectation that you put on yourself or that you feel is put on you. And that can kind of, you know, mess with you a little bit, but if you can let that go, or at least for us, when we were able to let it go, it led to something better, like this, these friendships. And um, it's so funny. So I don't th- want to cut you off, but like Holly and I legit, like within the past hour have been chit-chatting a whole lot about that. And like the friends and like crossing the boundaries and then how does that happen? And 
you know, just like the clarification of all and how complicated it can be at times, you know, to keep certain, you know, friendships where, where you need them to be. And then other friendships where they like branch off into these other things. Right. And like, I've found that like in the lifestyle, there are two beautiful different things for me. There are these pure friendships that you find people that accept you for who you are, for everything that you would cherish and value for the rest of your life. And then right. you have those people that you just are like, you're a cool fucking motherfucker. You know, yes. let's go fuck, you know, and I'll hang out with you next week. And this is fucking great, you know, right. and like, the, it, it's really great that you get to have all that. So to hear you kind of talk through all of it, it's nice to know that I'm not alone in the thoughts and the feelings and, and the way that it goes. Yeah. I mean, and, and for us in the beginning, it was like just girls, you know, just adding girls. My husband was definitely not comfortable with adding men at that point. Um, and actually I really wasn't either. And I think that he became comfortable with it long before I became comfortable with it. Um, and I think that's just something that kind of grew in our own fantasies and in our own, you know, um, play with each other where like, through porn and through our own personal play, you know, those fantasies would start to kind of come up. And, and, and so slowly we got into, you know, all of it. And, and I'm sure going to the club and, and seeing it, not just on the screen now in right. front of you, I mean, that changes the eroticness of it all completely. <laughs> My gosh. Think, yeah. I think what mainly changed it for him and for me was the growth of friendships. Yeah. Um, you know, I am not like him and everybody is different. You know, my husband can look at somebody and be like, I want to smash, you know, and there can be really nothing more to that. You know, as long as they have an okay personality and they're attractive, then he's good to go. But for me, it's not like that. I need to be able to, you know, I always, I found this funny, um, meme on on social media that had said you know if our conversations don't smash then neither can our genitals and uh, yes that really hit home for me because that's me and and in the beginning it had to be a lot more of a connection now it doesn't have to be as much but I still do need that I need a certain level of trust a certain level of be able to like sit down and have a beer with somebody and you know talk and like meet on another level other than just you know, banging. I, I'm not, I'm not into that. So, um, but yeah, no, going through, going to that particular club, I think it was pretty quickly, like within maybe three months that they were asking us to host. Um, and I think that that was like, I know I have like a big personality and, you know, we, we kind of, you know, made all these friends really quick and, you know, people, we liked people. And like I said, it became social and not just, we weren't swapping. We were, you know, here and there having some, you know, um, some threesomes and adding some girls and we were playing in front of people, but really it was the social part, like going and having shots with everybody and just being there every week. And, and, and so like, they just to interrupt you there for a second, like for anybody that's listening right now, like you hear how important these statements are that, you know, the expectation is not going to the club for you to just fuck like you are allowed to go because you like the environment, because you dress sexy, because you like the company. There are so many reasons why people go to the club. And it's not just for that, because I hear it time and time again that some people are like, why, how, how, why, why am I going to keep going? I don't, I don't fuck. I don't do this. I don't do that. And I'm like, but, but do you love it there? Do you feel your most self there? You feel at home there? 
So who fucking cares? I feel that too. I get, you know, but I get that a lot too. So a lot of people will um, talk to me about some similar things or ask for my advice on things like that, where, and I get it. Cause in the beginning, there were some people who were maybe like, I don't know, more veteran swingers that did make us feel like we didn't belong, like, because we weren't swapping, um, that we weren't truly lifestyle or whatever. And in the beginning, not knowing anybody and not being comfortable and confident in my own self and what I was in the lifestyle and that I did belong, you know, that did hit home for me and it did, you know, hurt some. And it was like, well, do I really belong here? You know, is this something that I can fit into? Um, So I get it. And we tell people that all the time, like, it doesn't matter if you were swapping and you're taking a break now. Or if you're just not there yet and you just like playing in front of people or you just like the erotic atmosphere and you take that back to your own significant other, um, as long as what you're doing isn't hurting somebody else, you know, then you're just, there's no, I'm more lifestyle than you, or I'm more swinger than you. Like we're all lifestyle, you know, it's, it's, I was, I was called a fake swinger and I'm like, what does that even we were mean? Too. <laughs> because like I don't fuck in front of you or like I don't tell all of my tales. Like I don't right? understand what that means, you know? And I just like for a second, it made me start to think like, do I have to put a classification on myself? But anybody right. that knows me hates that I knows that I hate buckets because I don't think that that's fair, you no. know, like and then it got me all confused in my not my sexuality, but putting a classification on in my poly and my swinger. No, because I had you fuck on the first date. I have it's not right. been the most enjoyable experiences because the ones that are, are the more established are fucking phenomenal. But right. I was just like, you know, so I, there are so many points of view that I'm so glad that you understand my perspective and we can talk about it in a shared tone because that's so great and so important for the community to hear. I think, yeah, I think that that was kind of like a part of why we started New England Swingers, which at first was Sin Secret. So we've been shut down. I don't know, like four times, I think. So the original group was Sin Secret. And, uh, you know, it grew slowly there. And while we were hosting um, at the club and it just, we built that following. And, but part of that was- Do you that you would become a host? Or like when they presented it to you where you were like, oh, okay, this is something interesting to think about. So I, like, like I said, I really, really love the social aspect of the lifestyle. And, um, and I, I felt like, sure, this will be fun. You know what I mean? And through the club, it was okay. There was, um, you know, some things that I was like, well, like we didn't get paid, right? <laughs> right. Like, you know, it was like, put in a lot of work and bring your following out. And, um, you know, all so hard for nothing in return to get a little, there was no return. And we actually ended up coming out of pocket on a lot of, um, things. And so that kind of, you know, in hosting, like for me was very fun, but there are stressful times. Um, and I learned pretty quickly that, um, it does take some things away. So it brings you some things, but it also takes some things away. Um, Things that frustrate my husband. So like, you know, like he's, he wants to do this or that. And I'm 
running around and right. playing host and saying yeah. hi to everybody. So the, the, the moral of this story is, is you guys can see that everybody that runs the club, runs a group, we're, we can't fuck at our events, people. Right. It's very <laughs> difficult to fuck at the event when we're trying to ensure that the music is playing for you so you can fuck at the right. event. So, yes. I didn't want to put it like that, but yes, it is exactly like that. You, you know, we very rarely get an opportunity to play at our own events. Um, like it is really rare. And sometimes that would become frustrating because we would make the connections. And like, by the time you get a few minutes to yourself, like that connection has made another connection and that's great. And you feel great for them, but you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, there was this one time there was this real cute chick that really wanted to play with Spencer. And, and I mean, she was super cute, right? And I was like, oh, okay. And it's very rare that Spencer like kind of was like, you know what? I want to kind of like do this, but it was at yeah. our event. And I had said to him, I said, listen, I said, if you want to tell her that after the event is over, I'd gladly stay after, but I can't promise you that I'm going to play with her. Like at this moment in time, do right. I want to fuck her on the dance floor? Yes, I do. Can we? No. But, right. you, and so it's very difficult. You have no idea if that connection, even if you connect with that person later is going right. to be the same. Right. It, yeah. And I think that that's true too, with like people like maybe you and I that need a little bit more than that, looking at somebody and saying, you know, I would play Great with ad. them. Like yeah. you have to be, I have to be able to like, just have some time with them and hang out a little bit and feel them out. It's, you know, I, I would say it was easier for me to play with women back then and now sometimes it's more difficult like um it like I don't need the connection but after some you know poor experiences I definitely have to feel like some trust there like I'm sharing my most prized possession with somebody you know like he is my everything and he's great and I want what he has to be great too but if I don't feel comfortable then part of our play is definitely watching each other. Like if, if I'm not like happy to see him bang her, then I don't want nothing to do with it. And right. if I don't it's like her, off. then I'm not going to be happy to see him bang her. Like I want to look over and be like, you know, he's giving it to you. Right. Like, <laughs> and if that isn't there, it's not fun for me. It's not. And, and, and honestly, and people can read the room at that point in time that something's just real, just not good. And it ends up being like a wacky experience at the end. And so We've you know, them, that yeah. just goes always be so truthful and honest about what you want and how you're feeling at that point in time. Cause a lot of people kind of, you know, won't even speak up that it was even an uncomfortable moment until like months later when they did it twice. And then they're like, all right, you know, so I, I don't know. We, yeah, I think most, if not all of us have done that. I mean, you hear like all the veteran, you know, lifestyles, lifestylers say, you know, um, you know, don't take one for the team or I wouldn't take one for the team. And I feel like that is because almost all of us have um, at least once and maybe multiple times. I know I have on many, uh, several occasions, um, you know, and sometimes that is because like, like you said, in the beginning, it was this, like, I'm not comfortable enough to say that I'm uncomfortable. I'm not comfortable enough with what's going on to speak up at that point, or you feel like you've gotten too far. And now at this point, you are required to do something. And I think that it's easier said than done. But at any point, 
in play or before play, during play, you can stop. Like there's, and I have now, like there have been times where there was one situation where my husband was literally in bed with um, a single girl. And we have like, that was before we were adding men. And there was like three women, myself and him. And he had the condom on and I just didn't feel comfortable. And I went over and I gave him our little like secret, you know, word. And that was that. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm not comfortable with you playing. You kind of just gave me chills because that's like, I'm going to say it's actually a beautiful moment that you, you know, that you, even in the most complicated situation that there was, you know what I mean? That you were able to go. Yeah. And, and that's really it's weird, but it's great. It's so right. And it's empowering really. And it was, and and you know what, the fact that he respected that and was like, you know what, you know, I wouldn't want this done to me. You know, if I was uncomfortable, I would hope that she would stop. And of course I would, you know, and it was just like, Hey, you know, this girl doesn't need to know that it was something weird. Like we'll go back into the room and, you know, you just start playing with somebody else and I'll, I'll play with her to make sure that there's nothing like weird. But for me, I'm not comfortable with you playing with her. Um, and it just happens like that. Sometimes you don't know until you're in it sometimes that something isn't right. And that's why it's important to have those conversations with your spouse beforehand that like, not just a word, you know, a a signal, physical and verbal, you know, and to know that, hey, when I give this signal, then it's stop. Like, you know, it's not talk about it later. You know, it's listen, as soon as you know, know, I've never actually heard somebody say a verbal and physical uh, sign. So I'm really glad that you added that because I never really thought about having both of them. For some reason, I always just thought about having one or the other. Well, I think that there's sometimes when you're in play that you can't necessarily say things, you know what I mean? Or that it might be awkward for you to say the, whatever the word is, whatever your signal is verbally, it might be awkward for that to just come out. Like say you're both playing with other people on beds next to each other, you know, it would might stick out for you to say something. But if you have a signal, like squeezing that person's wrist you know, or pinching their ear a little bit, then in play, you can let them know that something is going wrong here, you know, and, you know, you're able to kind of go back to one another or take a break. That's a big one that we've used before. Like, I'm very comfortable with saying I need a break, you know, and whether that is to have water or to go to the bathroom, it gives me that chance to talk to him or for him to talk to me, if there's something that isn't going right, like this, this isn't what I wanted it to be. And um, I don't want to continue. And I think that that's another thing to remember that it's always okay to go back to your partner in play, like swaps don't have to be you go on separate beds. And, and that's it, you don't play with your partner again until it's over. That's not how play is for us. Right. Like, for us any- either. Right. If at any point you're looking over and you think what's happening with them is sexy and you want to join it, please do. And if you want me to hold the camera and get that on tape, I will do that for you. Like, <laughs> I, I want to add one thing in about um, like raising your hand, red flagging something. There have been times even when Spencer and I have been in situations where we're leading into some sort of scenario and something feels a little bit off. Like we haven't quite gotten to that Point, but we're there and we can't have open conversation. So we have right. like kind of like a look 
where we know that we should check our text messages because somebody has messaged to share whatever it is that needs to be stated. And so we all, we have that as a prior to, which is, yeah. is great. Yeah, that's a good idea too, you know, and, and I think it's important to have a few different things. Like I said, the verbal, the physical, and you have this look with each other, but it's like, if, if your partner is not as perceptive, and there are a lot of them out there, men and women, that maybe when they get, you know, worked up and riled up, they are not as perceptive that their partner is not having the time that they are having, you know, so having multiple ways of, you know, um, letting them know that this isn't working for me, I think is important. It was for us because, you know, like I said, my husband is one of those. He's not as perceptive, you know, he may not get the look but he's going to get the arm squeeze or the word, you know, whatever the signal is, you know, he'll get those, especially if there's three of them. Like, Right. Yeah. I'm coming for you, boy. You better feel this, which is like kind of like a good segue sort of into the topic of not being invited to every party, because in some sort of way, that's like a letdown too. And you have to be able to figure out how to communicate, you know, that to people, because sometimes people interpret it as like, you know, I'm being rejected because- I don't want somebody doesn't want to play with me or, you know, things like that. So what's your thoughts on that? Like, it's such a broad topic too. And I think that there are like so many different like points of view from it. Like when we're, when we created new England swings, it was like, there was a whole lot that went into it and what we wanted it to be. And what we saw when we, we stopped hosting for that club, um, And it was for a lot of different reasons. Um, But we want, we noticed that in that area, it seemed like almost all of the Facebook groups were like tied or linked to a particular club and that they were like very much against one another. And like, if you were like a loyal patron of this club, then you were looked at differently at this other club. And it wasn't like you could go from place to place um, and be welcome or, or whatever. It was weird. It was like this weird, like, if you were at PG and you were like a PG person, then showing up to ESC would be strange or you would be looked at differently. And it was, it was, it was like, so we created NES. We weren't even hosting at that point. It was really just a social place, a place for everybody, regardless of what clubs they frequented or didn't frequent to be able to connect with each other. And it worked really, really well. Like all And you real- still hold that true because you are the most politically correct, diplomatic. I mean, it does not matter. You share every information on the clubs across the board. You don't right. have any favoritism. You communicate you communicate like so clearly with it. And it just goes to show that the integrity of what you started the group as many moons ago still holds, you know, to this very day. So I would commend you and congratulate you on that. Yes. Well, that's it. I think a lot of people have been like, oh, well, you know, that event is on the same night as, you know, one of your takeovers. Are you sure you want to let them promote it? Yeah, yeah, of course. There's so many of us like, and even if I'm not a fan of a particular place, it doesn't mean that you won't love it. Like, check it out. Like, I will still have, 
you know, people come to my event and I'm never going to be mad because you wanted to check out this event because it was on the same night. Like there are so many of us. I mean, just in, and, and in our group, we literally vet every single person. And so we turn away more people than we um, end up bringing into the group. So there's like 700 people there. Most of our events can barely host two, 250. So where are those other 500 people going to go? And they're from Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Like there's events all over. Check them all out. You never know what you're going to like until you go and experience it. You know what I mean? And And that goes for people also. You can't judge other people based upon what other people say. You got to read the book for yourself because everybody vibes differently. And you just don't know, you know, it's so important. And it can be different from week to week and host to host. I mean, especially at these like clubs, you know, I mean, I feel like overall most of the clubs that I'm familiar with at least have a similar vibe from week to week, but a host can definitely bring in a different crew and a different feel. And, you know, you may not like that club on this date, but, you know, Mindbenders is coming in and you really enjoy Mindbenders. And so that night is a night that you do enjoy that club. You know, you got to check it out more than once if there's different hosts because they're all bringing different things. And sometimes a place can just have an off night. Mm-hmm. Yep. And oh my God, you know, from a host perspective, you know, having an off night is like super difficult because you're like, oh, shoot, you know, like what the heck happened here? You know, from the business side of it, you get discouraged. I don't know if that ever happens to you. Oh, well, like, you know, when the hotel decides they don't want to have fucking ho, you know, like all these weird things happen. You're like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know, we had, uh, you know, when you had that whole thing happen and you ended up having to like in less than two days, you know, move venues and all of that. I felt for you so much because we had, you know, a similar thing for Halloween last year. And I mean, we had weeks and still it was the worst trying to figure it out. But Halloween is the worst time for that to happen because Halloween is the most popular month across the board and not just for lifestyle, for everything in general. So even if you try and find a different property, the chances of it happening are very difficult. So for you, it was was, is crazy. And yeah. It was horrible. But when I seen yours, I was like, I have to message her and like, let her know that, you know, I'm not involved in this in any way, but I see you, (laughs) I see what you have going on. And, you know, I give you some props. Like I, I feel what you're feeling and, you know, you need to know that you've done a good job, you know, (laughs) you know, and those are the times where, you know, like those are the tear messages that like come down our face. Now I know that, you know, this is going to be the longest conversation that we're going to have to date besides social media. You know, we did have the opportunity to cross paths, you know, within those five minutes that like we're at events and it's just like impossible to do so. But it's so great. To, what's that? Because one of us is always hosting it. That's exactly right. It's so good, though, to, to like feel like such a positive, like flow of energy. Like you're such a delightful yeah. human being to chat oh, with. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because like when you sent me that message, It really was like one of those heartwarming things, because first and foremost, I will say, you know, some people can look at us as we're competition, right? Because we both host, we both host events. And I will say like going forward, 
I really, you know, I really would love to try and work it that we don't host events because our community members love both of us. And I do know some of them feel like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so like, those are things that I am aware of. And as I grow within the business and, and just different things, there's just so much more that makes me, you know, just more aware. So when you had sent that message, I was like, you know what, you are an amazing human being to to do that, you know? So I just, I am very appreciative for it. And so thank you, you know, like, it's great. Yeah. I think that like the whole, you know, like, I don't know, like competition thing, like, like I said, there's just so many of us. And if you just collaborate, it's better than this competition thing. Like, you know, no matter what, mind vendors is going to have their following. They're going to have their people that love them and you're going to bring new people in and New England Swings is going to do the same and all these other places are going to do the same. And if you collaborate, then you bring more people together and have this new experience that people are like, this is awesome. And if the hosts and the venues can't do that, then how do we expect the people in the lifestyle to do that? You know, lead by example. That's always what I've said. And, you know, my mission is so much more strong about it because I mean, I'm sure, you know, my, my onset into the lifestyle was a bit difficult and challenging through some of the moments, which makes me feel so much more passionate about ensuring inclusive and, and welcoming and, and making people feel like they have a place to go. So to have, two communities feel the same exact way in the same community is just so much more powerful. I mean, so many of our members overlap and, you know, you, you know, like you said, you are, people look at us and they see something and it doesn't matter if that's what we really are. They see this, this persona Mm -hmm. and they, you know, like you, when you came in, you know, everyone had this assumption about what you were and that you had this experience that you did not have, um, you know, and you had to go through those growing pains. And I'm, I know that there was a lot of judgment thrown your way, um, because of that. And having that, like, I don't know, like you've, you're just, it's different. Like I remember before I was hosting, before we ran the group, it was like easier in a lot of ways. And it's nice to have like this ability to get your message across when it's positive and be able to share that with your community. But sometimes like I'll meet people and they'll be like, I was so intimidated by you or like, I didn't know how to say hi or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just another lifestyler. Like that's it. I I don't, you know, people will be like, you've only been in the lifestyle for four or five years. I thought you've been in for forever. I'm just another bozo on the bus, you know, I'm just another clown with the rest of you, you know, (laughs) like. But passionately (laughs) loves to share the knowledge that you learn through it, you know, to really make lifestylers better because when you think about what the foundation of your group is, and if you even just go through your rules and all of, you know, the, I mean, you know, if you guys go into people's group rules, generally, there's just the, you know, like Facebook statements or whatever in your rules, there are detailed added rules that are very on point and, and bring a very important message. And it does go back to, you know, the vetting, but also just like making sure that you're communicating what the group is about how you participate in the group, making sure that there's a place for somebody to ask questions if they need to. So you've taken all of your bumps and bruises and growing pains and are now sharing it in the biggest way. And it's great. I think that is kind of like what 
um, you know, like makes me different. Like, is that, is that I'm so willing to share the mistakes so loudly. Yeah. But you got to be the most vulnerable, right? For you to be able to like really share and, and teach, you have to be vulnerable. And sometimes it's super shitty and you're like, did I just say that? And you're like, oh, right. Here we go. right. I can provide you with advice on this only because I will. I experienced it because it sucked for me when I went through it. Like, you know, you can't share advice on something that you really have no, no experience in. And for us, unfortunately, we've had a ton of experience and some, you know, but those are, those are the growing pains and we call them like, uh, you know, speed bumps for us. Like the faster you're going, the harder they hit, you know? And exactly. I think that like, it does go into the whole like posting thing and like being like, so when we started the group, like I said, we do the vetting. So like when we have a huge event, it's easy to just say first come first serve. You know what I mean? Because we've already pre-vetted anybody who's getting an invite. Um, A lot of the bigger groups, they are, they're not as, you know, um, you know, they don't vet as well. Like they're, they're letting people in based on mutual friends or whatever. And that's fine for them. But for us, we want to know everyone who's at our event to a certain degree. And um, so like the 700 or so members that are there, like we're okay with them being at our meet and greets. We're okay with them being at our takeovers and such. So when you have a big event, that's like 200 or 300 people, then you can just say first come first serve, you put your money on it, then you're coming. And, you know, we have no concern about that but when you have something that's smaller you know I think that a a lot of the what I saw this summer was you know a lot of people finally being able to get out after COVID and you know our our event does you know promote so many other events that like they would see like smaller house parties and see a lot of like our members or friends of theirs even that went to these parties of like, you know, 30 people. And they're like, well, I didn't get an invite. Why wasn't this put on the page or whatever? Not realizing that it wasn't like, um, you know, an NES event that like, this is somebody's home and, and they want to invite everybody. Trust me, they will hang out with as many people as they can, but there's something to be said about like, this is my house. And, you know, knowing very well the people that I'm bringing into it because I have to live here afterwards and what that, how everyone's going to mesh, you know, at that party, like, you know, being able to, to read the circle and be like, these people will all mesh well together and this will be a successful event. Um, and that's gotta be pressured because I have to say sometimes you do host and in these amazing locations, I might add that one last house that you had that cabin looking thing was just gorgeous. But in those scenarios, when you're doing more of like an adventure, you know, not everybody can go on the adventure and you know, you got to be able to, like you said, kind of figure it out. So it does put, put the people, you know, put hosts such as yourself in difficult positions. And we were in it when we had to switch over to the birthday bash at the house and some, some things. And so it changes your mindset very quickly on how you do have to think about, listen, everybody has empathy. I don't care what anybody says. 99.9% of the people in the lifestyle have empathy, right? Nobody, nobody wants that other person to feel bad. But at Absolutely the end of the day, not. there's a few responsibilities. Our own personal responsibility is ensuring that we're being the most appropriate lifestyler at all times. 
And the host's responsibility is making sure that they know about your lifestyle activities, who you are and how you are to make sure that when they bring you into more intimate settings, they're going to know exactly, you know, who is going to be behaving or misbehaving. You know, usually we're very aware of our community members to the highest degree. (laughs) I hate to say it that way, but it's very true. You know, you guys don't understand, like it makes you guys feel bad. We understand, but at the end of the day, it's a very difficult position for us and nobody wants to make anybody feel bad. So it's not even about people making people feel bad. That was really the point of it. Like nobody should ever feel bad in the lifestyle. Oh yeah. I mean, even for when we did our main trip, which was that mansion, um, and back in the spring, that was meant to be kind of like, um, like a birthday celebration for my husband. And I was so like I didn't I didn't want to make anybody feel bad I didn't want to pick who we invited and who we didn't invite um because we were calling it an NES event you know um and it wasn't like you know Sin and Jeff's you know getaway or whatever like this was an NES event and so for that one we actually did just put it out to the chat and be like first come first serve like and it ended up working out like I so we have another one coming up in North Conway and we did like more handpick those people and who would like get along well together for a long weekend because there were some issues in Maine um not huge but like you know it probably could have changed a little bit to be a little bit more discerning um but it it made friendships that I wouldn't have otherwise made. Like some of those people that we spent, you know, four days with that I didn't know really beforehand other than like interaction through the group, you know, maybe seeing each other at the club a little bit and, you know, just minor interactions, acquaintances have become like some of my best friends in the lifestyle now. Um, and so like it is, it's hard. Like now when we did the North Conway one, it was like, you know, do we just put this out and roll the dice and hope that we get, you know, um, a great mesh of people because sometimes one bad apple can spoil the bunch. And when we're thinking about doing these again and again, it means that my reviews need to stay high on places like Airbnb. And, you know, I can't have the potential for somebody breaking something or breaking the rules or like North Conway is really, really strict in their noise ordinances. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't have somebody outside drunk, naked. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And it may ruin your future events. And like you said, we all have empathy. Like you can never feel like it was you or something you did that didn't get you invited. Like there are always going to be smaller circles within the bigger circles it is a natural human thing to kind of like, you know, come towards the people that you feel the most comfortable with. And there's always room for new people in those circles. You know, it's just meeting them and meshing with them. And it took us years to find people that we felt were like our tribe. You know, it was a lot of dates, a lot of clubs, a lot of, you know, talking to people and feeling people out that, to find where we fit and, you know, who, who we fit with. And like I said, we, we always love adding people to that. Like even for, like I said, our upcoming North Conway trip, I like we had room for 12 couples and we made sure that three of them are new to us. They're people that we have met like briefly 
you know, have talked to a little bit, but have never been away on an event with us. I've never been on a trip like that. And we wanted to make sure that like, Hey, like we're bringing new people in every time. Like we have these big ones that everyone can come to. Everyone gets the opportunity to make new friends, you know? And if you don't click with this crew, then keep trying. Cause you're going to click with somebody like yeah we're all in here for the same thing. Like, you know, personalities are going to mesh and some of them aren't. And that's just natural human behavior, but keep coming around and you're going to find your tribe, you know? And it's, and I will say the weekend, the weekend takeovers are much easier for us to play at events. (laughs) Those are my favorite, you know, because (laughs) it's like, you kind of are like set up for the weekend, depending on like what it is, I should really emphasize, you know, right. But like, you know, like my birthday bash, my birthday bash, like once it was set up, that was it for the weekend. And it was like all bets were off, <laughs> you know, and th- th- those are probably like my most, my most favorite, like the weekend getaways where you have more time to spend yeah. with everybody. Cause you really do get to know them on such a different level. And you get to realize that there's much more to the person than a vagina boobies and a Pepe. And it's yes, great. definitely. I think the same, like, I love the big events where you have the opportunity to meet a lot of people, yeah. but for me, same, like these weekend things with say, you know, 10 to, you know, 25 couples or something like that. You really get that or singles mixed in there. You really get that opportunity to get to know somebody well. And, you know, it's, it's funny, like, you know, we all say it, but it is very true. Like personality changes a lot for you. Like there are many people in the lifestyle that upon first looking at them, I'm like, yeah, not really my type, but then get to know them over time and their personality. And suddenly I'm like, yeah, I'd fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And you would probably fuck him different than you would fuck somebody else too, because right. you have this different kind of like connection with them, you know, Absolutely. like it, yeah. that's, the, that's the reason why I like, you know, being in the lifestyle, because for me, like, I love to be sexual, right? But I love to be sexual in the moments where I truly get to be sexual. Like, I don't want to be just fucked, right? I just right. I really, I want to be able to be like, really sexual and right. so like sometimes it's hard to find people that like want to win you know like I want to fuck for like an hour an hour and a half with like all sorts of toys and I want to get yes. kinky and I want to get like creative and and not everybody you know, plays like that yeah, exactly so and I think that that's another reason why I need the person to be like I need to understand them and you said it earlier like trust them it's more about the right. trust because like if I'm gonna red flag you or if I'm gonna do something I need to know that you're gonna hear that there's right. something, you know, like you can't choke me and I like tap out and you not stop. <laughs> you know, Definitely. those are, so those are things that like, I really look for. And, and truthfully, even though we are not playing, you can tell right off the bat, whether or not somebody's going to be a good listener or not, or if they are going to reciprocate that, you know? Yes, so th- absolutely. I think that that is, you know, and I, I, you know what, sometimes I got to admit, like I do sometimes feel jealousy of the people who can just fuck. Like those people who can just look across the room and be like, you want to play and go back and have their fun. Like I do. Sometimes I wish that I could be like that. And like, I've tried. It's just not me. It's just, I don't enjoy it. I don't have the same kind of fun. Yeah. Same, same. And you know, it's like, for example, I should say, so like the school, the girl that I had mentioned earlier about Spencer, she wanting to play with Spencer we probably only come in contact with that female like twice. And it was like at the event in crossing. 
So that was probably the only time like in an event scenario where I was like, really like, okay, I have fucked like, you know, one of those like meet us after the event is over and, you know, we'll see how this goes. But then it goes terribly because it's like, oh, we just made this appointment and, you know, this isn't working out here. And then you're trying, it's just like, you know, it's not natural. Yeah. So for me, like it never, it never worked out really well. So it always made me go back to the, that mindset of like my original, I mean, I'm going to, of course I'll keep trying, you know, if I run into a scenario (laughs) that seems appealing, I'm not going to turn it away, but it's not like top of mind for me, you know? Right. I know. My husband's always like, can't you just be a little slut? (laughs) Just like, sure. If I find the right person or people, that's why sometimes I like bringing my people with me because then it's like, oh, now we know exactly what's happening. Yes. And it's funny as things have progressed for us in the lifestyle, like there are definitely things that I was like, I would never really be into like gangbang. And like, I've had a number of group play situations and orgies that were okay. Um, some of them better than others. I've had some decent ones where I was very um, comfortable, but now I've met, you know, a group of people that I would be like, you know what, I would probably do that. Like, you know, with this, these certain people, I would probably be comfortable enough to let myself go and maybe enjoy a game game, you know, oh. or enjoy, you know, an orgy or like the blindfolded black room thing like I I think that's like a super cool idea where you're just like in a room with you know 10 people or something and the lights are off and you can't really see who you're touching or who's touching you or whatever but if you're with people that you trust and you know that everybody in that room is somebody that you would play with then that I think that's kind of a cool and that's when the experiences are explosive yes 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 because you can let go I know for me I'm like a super control freak, you know, everything like has to, and I think that's why I do okay with hosting because everything is planned. Everything is, you know, you know, this way it has to be this way. Like even with the group, like I have to bring in every new member. Like I can't, my mods are great and I love them and they could probably do a great job without me, but it's like my control issues. I have to vet every single person personally. You work so hard for it too, that you like, listen, I understand, right. When you build something that you just like really love and you like eat, sleep, breathe it. It's like, of course you want to make sure that the integrity is what it is. You want to make sure everything meets your standards. And I guess that actually really goes back to, you know, the point of, you know, the topic of it's probably really easy for you to go through your community and, and figure out how to do your events as I'm hearing it. You know, I didn't realize that that first event was kind of just like an open one. Yeah. You know, when I saw the next one, I kind of like thought that, the, you know, it was the same process. Yeah. But it's also really lovely to hear that you engage new couples in with the veterans. So even the way that you try and build the letdown of the others, they're still all inclusive in other areas. And so that's really great. So even though it's a difficult task, you have different compensations, which makes it flow so great. Yeah. And I think that like, so, I mean, I would love to be able to do more like, cause I like within my group, I can see the different circles and you can see like, you know, 
putting an event together for this circle and putting an event together for that circle. And I would have a blast with all of them, but I don't know that they would have a blast with each other, you know, the different circles. But like, if I could do something every weekend, like do a getaway to this place with this circle of people. And then well, like- you hear that everybody, dreams are going to be building with sin. Everybody right. see, find your little circle and tell her who your circle is. Tell her right. who your circle is. <laughs> yes, girl, do it. We, we are gonna just be like going cross country on all different adventures yes. with different groups. Like <laughs> goddamn right, Sin. You know, it's sky's the limit. And if you can think of it, you can do it. And so, like next year, I'm gonna be at bitch, where is this shit at? Like, are we on adventures yet? Where did you I go? Know. I wanted to do South Carolina, but it didn't happen this year. But uh they you we can- have some 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 stuff planned. I mean, on top of that, I like the hotel takeovers a lot, but I also really just like the, like the opportunity to do like meet and greet type stuff, because I think that that's great for a lot of our, our newer members or members of the lifestyle that are newer too. Like it gives them this place to go this event where they feel like there's no pressure because there is no pressure. I mean, even in the other types of events, like hotel takeovers and clubs, there's no pressure, but as a new person, you don't know that. You don't know that until you go, but if you are going to a bar or a pool place or, you know, whatever, then you, you feel more like there's no expectations because there can't be sex there, you know? So like you get to meet all of these people in this setting. And then if something does work out and you make this connection, then there's, we usually set up a hotel for afterwards. Like you get your room and you either go back there and take all that sexual energy back with your spouse and have some amazing times, or maybe you made a connection within the group and you bring them back to your room. Like there's more options and it, it is for more people, you know, yes. it's all of those events, like those meet and greets, they're like a real big mix between new members, new people to the lifestyle and veteran members. Every single one is almost so like a 50 There's a place for everybody. So nobody should feel left out or at any point in time because there's so much opportunity. Because even if, like you had mentioned earlier, even if you are not included in this one, there's always something different. And it's important to branch out in the lifestyle to see what else is out there. So, you know, if you were to give like a recommendation or maybe like, um, I don't know, a piece of advice to help people not feel bad with not being included? Like, what would you say? Even myself, there's been many parties that I have not been invited to over the years. Like, it's just something that happens. I, and I needed, and I need to always, it's a still thing. I mean, I'm not going to be invited to every party. That's the way it is. I need to remember that, you know, there's only so much room, you know, and it's only natural for some people to be closer with other people. It doesn't take away from my friendship with them. It doesn't take away from my connection with them. It's they had, this is where they decided to go. This is the, the group that they decided they wanted. And maybe next time I'll, they'll feel more like they want me there or not. That's okay too. And I always have the opportunity to make my own events. Like, you know, like you can always set your own thing up too. like make friends, go to everything, go to everything that you can go to, see where you fit, see where your circle is. And if one doesn't work for you or you're not feeling it, then check out the other one. You know, there's so many events that happen that people just don't know about. And that's why we try and put so many of them on the New England Swing site, because there's 
so many that people don't even know exist, just house parties and clubs and small gatherings. Like keep going and just, you'll meet your tribe eventually. And if you don't get in, invited to something, who cares? There's always something else. There's always something else. And I you're, agree. if you, I feel like if you weren't meant to be there, then you weren't meant to be there because you were meant to be somewhere else that you're going to have a better time. And that's I just, always yeah. say, yes, girl, <laughs> I always think the same thing. You know, it's so interesting. Cause like, I always have a really difficult time with these conversations. Cause I, I just, I never think that way. And so I never know how to answer them. You know, like I just was recording a podcast on, you know, how to, you know, like you don't have to play with everybody. And like, how do you just remain friends with people? And I'm so like cutthroat, I feel like, cause like, I just, I never allow my thoughts to even get to the point where like I'm there, you know, like I kind of just, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm doing my thing today and that's that, you know? And so I'm really glad that you were able to share, you know, some perspective on it because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it alone (laughs) for that very reason. And that's really honest. And it probably sounds super naive for me to even say it out loud, but it's no, I think it's a tough subject. I mean, there's so many just different sides to it. You know what I mean? Like the hosts have a hard time, but it sucks. I mean, you can't take away from that. It sucks to not get invited to something. It sucks to not get invited to something that you think you really wanted to be a part of. But everybody's experience is different. And like I said, when, you know, you didn't get invited to this, it's because you were meant to be somewhere else. And just because you see like a bunch of pictures of people having fun online or something doesn't mean that that was everybody's experience there. You know, social media call out also. Yeah. I mean, you, you see, you see the best of things. You see the posed photos, you know, you see that it doesn't mean that that was everybody's experience there. What you ended up doing was what you were meant to do. Like, you know, just enjoy that. Enjoy where you are. Oh my God. I agree so much. Thank you so much for sharing so much because you did share so much about yourself and about the group and stuff. If people wanted to attend your event or if they wanted to learn more about you and the group, like where can they go to find information? So um, we are working on a website, but it's not up and running yet. Um, Right now, most of what we do is through Facebook, the New England Swingers Group. um, I have heard that some people have trouble with the search. And I think that, um, I don't know, we were getting a lot of people just plugging in the word swinger and getting massive amounts of requests. And so I think I changed the setting in there, but we still do have people come that say they just searched it. So um, you can type in New England Swingers um, and, or Sinbin Queenie. um, And messaging directly is fine too. I'm always, you'll, you'll get a big, long message from me if you request the group or request my friendship anyways, because I want to talk. I want to find out more about you before we add you to the group. And Protocols, you know, man. That's important. Yes. Yeah, I want to I learn about you. And it doesn't matter even if you're new. That's okay, too, because we that, all start somewhere. That, yes, that's right. We all have to start somewhere. And I'm so happy that you're such a passionate teacher. So one last thing would be you're like... I always ask everybody to give a takeaway for the lifestyle, like your favorite thing, what you feel is most important, what you got out of it, just something that's just like super important to you. What would that Um, be? I think for me, it is, um, I mean, like I said, I really enjoy the social part of it. And I didn't really have a big like social circle before the lifestyle. So it brought that back for me, which is great. But I also 
it has definitely developed um, more self-esteem, like um, being a thick girl, you know, um, being in my late 30s now, um, all of those things are, you know, um, I don't know, I didn't feel as sexy before the lifestyle. And the lifestyle has given me so much more confidence, not just in my sexuality, but in who I am as a person, um, you know, the ability to, to say what I am and say, you know, my truth and not feel bad about that, or, you know, um, feel like I have to change it for this person or that person, you know, I am who I am. The lifestyle experience for me is what it is. And it may not be the same as yours. It doesn't make it less or more. It's just mine and it might change tomorrow, but now I'm way more comfortable in myself and who I am, my sexuality than I was in my twenties for sure. I don't think yeah. I could have ever done the lifestyle in like my twenties. Like it just wouldn't have happened for me. You know, but now I'm I, just think like, of, I think I think about it though, because like sometimes I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm my most, my most self I've ever been. Right. And yeah. in my years, I've been variations of it, but not completely whole. And I look back and I think, and I don't know if you've ever, I don't know what your true life experiences are, but you know, I think back and I'm like, do you have to go through like the most hardest, difficult point in time in life for you to understand what it is on what happiness and what that happiness means to you? And under no circumstances will you ever go back to that moment. And like when I discovered that three years ago, it's like this huge light bulb, you know, has come off. And then to be in the lifestyle while I'm doing that transition to allow myself to be the open, so open and free is just kind of crazy. But like, do you find that like you have to like break down to be able to find your whole raw self? I think that, you know, um, going through all of those, because I probably had similar, you know, experience, you know, this bad time in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, this dark time. Um, And it was realizing that it is all of those things, all of those bad experiences, all of the the negative things that I walked through, all of them that made me who I am. And I'm not ashamed of them anymore. Um, I don't feel bad about them anymore because had I not went through them, then I wouldn't be who I am. And I'm happy with who I am now you know so it sucked going through all of that shit and I wish I hadn't had to but a part of me is glad that I did because I wouldn't have been here I wouldn't have led me to this path you know and where I am and hopefully where I'm going which is hopefully going to be even better you know I agree you know what you are just exactly who I thought you were and so thank you so much for sharing all of this with me and being part of the show I really look forward to future ventures and whatever capacity that may bring. Um, So listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you have any questions, you're more than happy, you know, submit them to me, you know, reach out to Sin. As she said, she gave you the screen name. If you want to give it one more time for to reach out for uh, questions. It's Sin Ben Queenie and uh, it's New England Swingers. So folks. So until next time, we'll talk to you real soon. Okay, you guys. I'm really sorry about the audio issue for a second. I am trying to get better, but you're going to have to bear with me. So anybody have any suggestions? You just let me know. I'll talk to you soon.